Hi, this is Ken Rose from Outtakes and Fresh Starts on Substack. This week's episode includes the introduction and two extracts from a book that I'm working on called Burning Toward Transcendence. Burning Toward Transcendence, Journal Selections Evoking Spiritual Reality, Extract 2. Introduction. Burning Toward Transcendence is an edited edition of my journals, focusing on spiritual insights and meditation experiences over the last five decades. The inspiration for this project occurred recently while I was reading about the early Christian monk, John Cassian's fiery prayer, or ardent prayer, Oratio Inita, in Thomas Merton's Contemplative Prayer. In a different mood and new seeds of contemplation, Merton, the best-known Catholic contemplative in the 20th century, rejected the extraordinary and heightened ecstatic experiences that often accompany contemplation as merely emotional and psychological phenomena. This is a standard view in many contemplative traditions, but if there are no manifestations specific to spirituality, How do we know that contemplation isn't just a blank via negativa leading to passive mental emptiness? How do we know that it isn't just mental stillness? Where is the divine in that? In contrast, the Buddha laid out an experientially rich contemplative path in Samanyapala Sutta, or the benefits of the contemplative life. And Merton's writings are replete with evidence of vibrant mystical experiences. In our day, the spiritual life, as the organized practice of dedicated communities of contemplatives, has virtually disappeared in the globalized society, or it has been transformed into simplified and practical methods of mental hygiene. So, we need radiant witnesses to the reality and richness of the spiritual life. And I will venture here to publish extracts from my journals detailing meditative experiences over the decades. These extracts are meant to evoke the sense of spiritual reality that has long been a major aspect of my experience. It will likely be familiar terrain to yogis and contemplatives who have made spiritual practice central to their lives over a sustained period. My reason for sharing this reality with readers is not to place a spotlight on me or on myself, but to awaken a thirst for the divine, for a burning toward transcendence, in our banal and materialistic age, when such experiences are often discounted, mocked, or seen as impossible. A further reason is to show that these experiences are not limited to remote and rare rare figures in the past, in the spiritual quickening that has been awakening increasing numbers of people all over the world in the last 60 years, more people are accessing spiritual realms of experience once thought to be accessible only to a small band of yogis and saints. Burning toward transcendence is a contribution to the spread of that awakening. I have lightly updated the language of these extracts, and I have provided some commentary from my current perspective in parentheses. Many of these entries are direct transcripts or report of mystical and meditative experiences, so I have retained the telegraphic or social media style choppy syntax of the entries, which were recorded just after the events occurred. I have also left in place technical language from the traditions that nurture me as points of reference and as incitements to learn more about the terminological treasuries of these traditions. 
These traditions are repositories of subtle and essential information about the spiritual dimension of life, and they describe the realities of the spiritual life with the authority of teams of disciplined researchers. Access to the technical knowledge encoded in this technical language should not remain sealed off among experts on those traditions. Because Burning Torch Toward Transcendence is a collection of journal entries spanning five decades, it lacks continuity. It is not, however, meant for continuous reading and is offered as a report or notes on meditative experiences. For the narrative that under, undergirds these journal entries, see my spiritual autobiography available on Amazon, The Light of the Self, a memoir of a spiritual awakening. September 8, 2018, Charlottesville, Virginia. While meditating this morning, there was no I nor clinging to the objective world of physical and mental appearances. Then images of my Ishtadevata, or my personal pantheon in Sanskrit, and gurus arose, and I returned from non-dual abiding to take refuge in them. The perspectives of non-duality and of not modified non-duality are simultaneously true in the vastness of Brahman, and they have distinct but undivided spheres of usefulness. Non-duality becomes empty as a merely intellectual stance unless it is enriched by the divine beings and realities often encountered in spiritual experience. Later, I was walking on Park Street in Charlottesville toward downtown and abiding in non-identity with physical sensations and mental events as they arose. As I practiced a new inwardly received upadesha or instruction, which can be stated as remain in non-identification in whatever you do, as I meditated upon this and practiced it, the chakras and the subtle body appeared as glowing wheels of light, moving from the lowest muladhara up to the radiant sahasrara chakra. Om repeatedly intoned itself deeply in my awareness. Then I entered samadhi, and I had to sit on a bench in courthouse square, as happened at Neem Karoli Baba's Hanuman temple outside Rishikesh years earlier. Again, as in Rishikesh, I would have entered Nirvikalpa Samadhi, or thought-free mental stillness, had I not been sit sitting near other people. Later, while sitting under a large tree on the downtown mall, I saw with inner vision the subtle universes that arise from Brahman. They are composed of light and bliss. These universes arise, arise simultaneously, but without colliding, as in Buddhism's Avatamsaka Sutra, like bubbles in the swaying sheet of being as it endlessly unfurls itself from one non-beginning to another non-end. September 15th, 2018, Charlottesville. The moment of awakening was actually quite distinct and it happened as fast as it takes to recognize the number two on a printed page. It faded more slowly. It happened while I was standing in front of my locker at the gym. I had been reflecting on the triple levels of awareness. Awareness of the material world, awareness of the mind, and awareness itself. When we, absorb our, when we are absorbed in material awareness, we may feel trapped by physical and mental walls. But when we shift to awareness of the mind, we see that the mind has no walls. The mind is infinite and is not constrained 
by time and space, which is why I've come to think that memories are not, as current neuroscience holds, distributed widely across our brains, but that they are stored in the mind independently of the body and the brain. Then, when we drop the mind by dropping its stories, memories, and moods, we return to pure awareness. Here, there is neither birth nor death, no barriers of any kind, no fear, no pain, and no desire. The mind sees this radiant awareness from afar as pure bliss and infinite wisdom, because this vision is the last and subtlest activity of the mind. As I touch this immortal space this evening, as I have often in the past, I realize that this is the state of enlightenment, of moksha. I am there now. In fact, we are all always there, but the mind quickly blocks it, which is why yoga and contemplation and other ethical and spiritual practices are important for regaining this standpoint when we lose touch with it, or if we have not touched it in the first place. To be continued.